Get the new Donkey Kong 64 bundle with the banana yellow game pack and the new jungle green N64 console. It's got a jungle green controller and comes with the... Or see what we can say. We will walk through walls. We will take a look around us. We will not be confined. We believe in the path of least limits. We won't be told how to view the world. We will experience true freedom. We will not compromise. We will live the game through our hands. We will be in control of something. We will change the Ferret 64 with your host, Yemi the Ferret. I, I, uh, I moved my chair a little bit higher because my I was getting pain in my wrist from just like keeping my hand up against my desk while I was using my mouse. I didn't really notice it until recently. So I have put my chair up to a position where I, my wrist is not. Well, I guess it kind of still does it. Oh my! Oh my! All right. How's everyone doing today, Greedy Waffles, Coco Gamer? And Marie, how are you doing today? Hope you're all doing well. We got um, not as much news as usual today. This week has been kind of quiet in terms of... I can't of, believe you've done this. ...of news stuff. Um, but we are going to talk about um, some things about The Last of Us Part 2. We're going to talk about Celeste, of course, which we finished uh, the main story um, last stream. And we have a few... Uh, we have a few game reveals, like Worms and stuff like that, and we also have hashtag FixMadden21 to talk about as well. Ain't that right? Oh yeah. So, without further ado, let's get right into everyone's favorite part of the podcast, which is... What has Yummy been playing this past week? Yes. What, what are you thinking about? Ooh, my camera's too high. So we played the final parts of Celeste. That is right. Uh, Celeste, we did that uh, Monday. We did that Monday. That's right. We did it Monday. Um, so Celeste, hardcore platforming game, of course. Um, and it's a uh, very tight platforming as well. Um, there, there was a lot of cool things about this game, including the art style, the mechanics in the game, each area kind of having its own thing to it. Like one of the areas was you're going up like the uh, an area that looks like a, it looks more like cliffs than anything else. And it has like wind mechanics and stuff like that. Snowballs come throwing at you. There's another part of the game where there's like crystals everywhere and you're doing stuff with a triple or a double jump. 
There's another part of the uh, part of the game where you're going through like this haunted hotel. Um, just a lot of cool little areas to the game, and I think that uh, the deeper meaning behind the story is really, really nice. Um, obviously, this game deals a lot with uh, depression and stuff like that, um, dual personalities and stuff like that, um, and, it, and, it, and it, um, it represented it very well. You know, it, it did that very, very more, uh, very well. Um, I really, really enjoyed the game. It, it, it was a very fun game. I still have more to do in it, of course. I'm going to go back and try and get all the strawberries I can and try and get the special items to open up the bonus levels. I'm going to try and find all the B-sides and stuff like that. Um, and I, I, I'm not going to do that on stream, and here's why. <laughs> I, I think that it's going to be a very tedious kind of thing to do that on, on live stream. Um, where before it was just like getting through the story, you know, going through and having, you know, a fun time running through the platforming, going and finding all the, the, the collectibles that I can and stuff like that. That's like more of like a, that's almost like just like a trophy hunting thing where it's like no one really wants to watch me struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle and try and find all these things while following a guide, you know, I'll be looking at a guide and stuff like that. So it's one of those things that I'm going to do it in my own time and do it off offline. Um, I st I'd still want to get it done, and um, I think that my overall score for the game won't be affected by it, but, you know, it could be. Maybe some of the future levels are going to be like, you know, like, oh, watch that. I don't know. It's one of those things that, like, I don't feel right giving it a full review and giving it, like, a full score simply because um, I haven't played the whole game. Technically, I haven't played the whole game yet. I'm close. You know, we got through the main story, and we had fun with that. Um, but I think the main crux of my problem is um, I, I just I don't want to, like, say something and, and then later be like, oh, well, actually, I take that back, you know, because something came up. Or, oh, I meant this. I wanted to say this, but um, I can't anymore because, you know. Uh, <laughs> so... That's that, that. That's my main thoughts on Celeste. Really great platforming game. If I was going to give it a score right now, it'd be a nine, right? Um, but I really don't want to give it a score because I haven't finished the entire game. Technically, I haven't finished the entire game yet. Um, so I'll, I'll talk more about it once I get get going with that kind of st with the, with the rest of the stuff with the game. Um, I, I just I don't feel right giving it like a full fledged review because obviously uh, I haven't finished it all the way as much as I want to yet. Um, and, you know, you might ask, you know, oh, why, why don't you just finish it on stream? And like I said, I think it'd just be way too tedious uh, just watching me, you know, use a guide and try and find the different things that are littered around this game. You know, there's a lot of areas that we need to go back to because, you know, we went, we went one direction and that way was actually the way we were supposed to go, so we missed a whole bunch of collectibles because... You know, we we went the we went the right way and not the way that I you know I was hoping to get to more collectibles and stuff like that. So, to anyone who wants to watch that, I may do like a bonus stream eventually. Um, you know, instead of playing Dark Souls two, maybe we'll do a bonus stream for Celeste uh, later on, um, and I'll I'll go through the campaign again, finding all the different stuff. But as of right now, it's not on the cards right now. Um, it's just uh, something that I want to do personally. Um, so that's all I gotta say about Celeste right now. A real big thanks to, um, I think his name was ABCD. He was in the streams. Uh, he was helping me out a few times when I got stuck. Uh, very helpful, and I really do appreciate the help on that. Because the game is, uh, like I said, it's a hardcore platformer. You know, it's one of those things that's like, 
You know, it looks kind of easy when you're watching. You go, oh, why didn't Yummy make that jump? What was he? Some sort of stupid noob? Well, it's a, it's a lot it's a lot more difficult than it looks, and I think that a lot of people will be turned off by just how hardcore the platforming is. It really echoes back to the old days of platforming when it was a little bit less forgiving, you know. So that's all I gotta say about Celeste. We are still powering through Dark Souls 2 on my own time, as you guys probably may or may not know. Um, they, I have been, um, I've been doing a few things on Dark Souls that I've been really happy about. Uh, we, we beat a whole bunch of bosses, and right now I'm on, like, a, a dragon boss. Um, it flies around and throws, uh, it throws fire everywhere. It's one of those things that's, like, it's a little bit annoying because there's a lot of randomness in the fight, because... He, sometimes the dragon won't even touch the ground for like five minutes. He'll just keep breathing fire at you. And if you get stuck in the fire, it's an, pretty much an instant kill, even at how high of health I have right now. Um, so it's one of those things. That's, it's it's a really trial and error type of boss fight. But um, I think Dark Souls 2 as a whole hasn't been getting better. It's just kind of had the stale kind of same tone to it. Or, you know, my thoughts to it have been like the same since I started playing it. Like, some bosses seem like they're a bit of a challenge, and they kind of are, like the Smelting Demon and stuff like that, but then they're offset by these bosses that are like, oh, it's, uh, um, it, there's this one where, like, this priest or whatever, a cult leader, and, uh, he had two wizards around him, and a, f a bunch of, like, regular enemies, and they called that a boss, and the main leader of the cult, who I saved for last, because I thought, oh, he's gonna have the most health, I should save him for last, no, he, he had less health than all those enemies combined, and I was like... I beat it in one go, and I'm like, this is stupid. It's just it, it, it's just one of those things that, like, there, for every great boss that's in this game, there's several bad bosses, and they've actually been reusing bosses throughout the game. I, I don't I can't tell you how many times I've I've defeated the Dragon Rider, okay? And there's another boss that is just two Dragon Riders, and one of them has a bow and uh, has like a crossbow, and he has such low health that when he finally joins the battle, you can beat him in like three seconds if you hit him hard enough. It's just, it's one of those things that, like, the game is really weird. It's just, it just doesn't seem to mesh very well, and just, everything just seems like it's really just not as well thought out as other Souls games in the same series. So, right now, I'm just kind of, like, getting through it. Um, I finally got the Sun Ring or whatever it is, the King's Ring, the one that lets you go inside those big doors that are locked throughout the entire game. And, um, you know, the, these areas are a lot more challenging, but I think they're mostly challenging because... It's just, it's a long way to get to the boss fight. Like, this one area that I went through, um, there was, like, a ton of dudes who inf infinitely respawned. They had magic attacks, and they had a sword and a shield, and they were really annoying. But not, And they also had, they had a dragon rider at the end of the hallway, and they also had two, like, royal guards around him as well. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just take out Excuse the one, you know. I tried to take out as many enemies here. as I could while getting there, and then I just kind of went through... The, the, the door without looking back, you know? But I think one of the weirdest things about the about Dark Souls 2 is they reuse the bosses so much. Like, and it's not like they look different or they act different. They're exactly the same bosses. They have pretty much the exact same health. And they're just... They're just there. And it just... It, it confuses me so much. Like, the, um... The skeleton guy who was riding the chariot, he comes back in the game. It, not just the horse and that's the really the bit the crux of the boss fight is fighting the horse and just the horse comes back randomly in a hallway in like a big cathedral type hallway and i'm like there's not it's 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 it's, it's i don't know it's really weird 
Same thing with the the guy who had two bodies in the inside the pirate ship. Same thing with there's like three sentinels, but there's four now. Ooh, so ingenious. But I'll complain about that probably later, anyways. So yeah, that's Dark Souls 2. I haven't really played anything else recently. Um, I, I I I haven't played any of Last of Us Part 2. I've been playing Call of Duty World War 2, and been having a lot of fun with that. But I haven't actually played anything new recently. Um, so I I'm planning on getting back to Last of Us eventually. Uh, you know, this week. Um, we, I, we did play the Zombie Army DLC. I just don't really have any thoughts on it. It was just kind of like, um, you know, it was, it was fine. It wasn't anything that I would write home about. How you doing today, Callus and Punisher? Hope you're doing well. So, let's move on to the news of the week. Of the past week, I should say. So, Last was Part 2. Obviously, we've already talked about a few of the controversies surrounding it. Uh, and now one of the bigger things is people are actually sending very terrible messages to people who have worked on the game, including actresses and actors, uh, music people who wrote music for the game, the director, the developer, stuff like that. Um, and this just highlights the toxicity of um, the gaming community. Uh, and this is a... I mean, obviously not... Every, like this is not a good example of the video game community obviously but I think people like people these people would never say this stuff to their face obviously it's just the fact that they have a platform where they can be practically anonymous and they can just send whatever they want to send to these people and they decide to do it so Laura Bailey who plays um, the one of the new characters in it I'm not gonna give anything away she came out on Twitter and said, I try to only post positive stuff on here, but sometimes it just gets a little overwhelming. I blacked out, I blocked out some of the words because, spoilers. Side note, thank you to all the people who are sending me positive vibes. So, essentially, in this, in this tweet, she posted a picture of a collage of a few different things that people have said to her. One person said, I'm going to kill you because of what you did in The Last of Us Part 2. I'm going to find... This another person said, I'm going to find where you live and slaughter you for what you did. Mark my fucking words. Another guy said, I'll stab you. Um, this person said, just want to say you should die. Fuck you. You ruined it. Other people are saying, I hope your parents die by a hard cancer. I will find you and I will kill your kid for just what you did. Just wait for that. Another person said, fuck you, dumb Abby bitch. Go fuck yourself. And it's like, it's just, it's so, so hard to read this stuff. And it's so weird to see this, this kind of stuff being said to these people it's like she didn't write the character and and even if she did write the character what's done is done if you don't like the way the story went suck it up <laughs> seriously that's all i gotta say is it's a game it's a video game and, it, and that's all it will ever be sending death threats to real live people is just insane it's insane and whether they're joking or not i don't i don't know it's hard to tell. So anyways, Naughty Dog officially came out and spoke out against these types of comments, these people. Um, Naughty Dog came out and said on Twitter, Although we welcome critical discussion, we condemn any form of harassments or threats directed toward our team and cast. Their safety is our top priority, but we must all work together to root out this type of behavior and maintain a constructive and compassionate discourse. And yes, you can have critical thoughts. It's your opinion on a game. You can, you, can, you can say that The Last of Us Part 2 sucks, and you can give good reasons why. 
But as soon as you start sending messages like, go kill yourself or you should die, then there, then all your points are moot, one, okay? And two, you look like an idiot. An absolute moron. And it's so, uh, so dumb. Um, Punisher says, prepare the orbital bombardment on their locations. The... <laughs> These are real low-life people. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, like, no matter how involved you are or how passionate you are about the story of The Last of Us and blah, 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 in the end, it's not your decision what happens in the story, and it's just a game. <laughs> it is literally just a game. Yeah, you can be like, oh, I'm so attached to these characters, and they did this. Well, it's like, you know, you can say that about any freaking, you can, you know, when Boromir dies in Lord of the Rings, you weren't too upset when that happened. <laughs> when Kenny dies in South Park, you know, I, I it's un, it's it's unbelievable. And then also Neil Druckmann, who was the director, the lead the lead director of the game, came out and said, "You can love or hate the game and share your thoughts about it. Unfortunately, too many of the messages I've been getting are vile, hateful, and violent. Here are just a handful of them. Um, trigger warning for all this stuff. So I don't even know if I want to read any. I don't even I don't even know if I want to read most of this." Um, yeah, there's a, there's a racial slur. Uh, you ruined one of the best games made, you stupid piece of shit. You made Joel and... Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not reading it. There's a bunch of transphobic stuff in here, homophobic stuff in here. Um, obviously, uh, depictions of a, um, a Jewish man. And you know how it looks. You can just imagine how it looks. Um, this person says, I hope that a real fan will kill you. Um, this person says, uh, oh, yeah, calling him an Israeli piece of shit, so going, okay, F, yep, I'm, this guy actually came out publicly and said, you now done fucked up, you twat, you C-word, you enjoy leading the gay orgy, don't you cheat, oh, god, I can't believe some of the shit that I'm reading here, I don't want, I don't want to read any more of this, it's, it's bad, it's bad, like, it's really bad. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get off of this, but like that that's just that's just like the the tip of the iceberg for some of the things that are said in this, and it's all about the Last of Us Part Two, a video game. It's like these people put so much passion into this game, and I don't think I, I mean uh, from what I've played, I don't I don't see how any of this is. <laughs> like seriously, it, it's just a game. Like, look at Mass Effect 3. We can compare the situation to Mass Effect 3 because a lot of people were very disappointed with the ending of that. But they didn't go out and give death threats to people. They they con they 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 petitioned or they they swarmed the DMs of BioWare and EA and said, "Hey, change this ending. It sucks. Hey, fix the ending. Fix the ending." They didn't go out and say, "You should kill yourself because of the ending of Mass Effect 3." No, no, I don't think I don't I didn't see anything about that. But here, it's, it's almost the same thing, where these people are disappointed about an aspect of the game, and they're DMing these people and replying to their tweets and blah 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 with all this crazy nonsense. It's really terrible. It really is terrible. And I feel for these people, you know, people people want to be a streamer, want to be a YouTuber, want to be a game developer, want to be a singer, want to be an artist, want to be a blah 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 blah. This comes with that territory. 
all of it. Criticism, these racial slurs, homophobic things, anti-Semitic things, um, just racist things in general. It's just, it's just ridiculous how the internet is because these people feel like they are, they are so protected by the little bit of anonymity that they have on Twitter and on these platforms, and they feel like they can just say whatever they want to say, and there will be no repercussions. Well, the repercussion is when this person reads it, and then it, you know, it, it fuels um, a depression or something like that. And we just had a Twitch streamer, Rectful, who took his own life because of comments like these, and people just don't understand the the weight that their words have on people's lives even if you think oh this is a random youtube comment they'll never see it chances are they actually will and that's the and that's the weird thing because these creators they they scroll through their twitter timelines they scroll through their youtube they throw their reddits blah 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 and they'll it's chances are they will see something bad you know and it's awful. It really is awful. And I think that as a as a gaming community, I I we need to be better. All of us. I, even the people who don't do anything, we need to snuff out these people and say, "Hey, that's wrong." And deal with it. It's just, it's so terrible what these people are saying. And who knows how many of them are trolls, but even if they are even if they are trolling, it's terrible either way. There's no excuse for this, for these kind of things to be said, and for a community like the gaming community, the video gaming community, to be saying stuff like this, just makes us all look bad. A news organization could take this and run with it, and be like, look at the gaming community, save your kids, right? Where in actuality, gaming made my life a lot better when I was a kid. Through, through, through pretty much my whole life, video games have been an outlet. So, it's, it's terrible. Um, I don't want to stay on this topic too much longer, but just know that it's, it's shitty. It's really shitty, and if you're a person out there who is doing stuff like this, just sending hate to people for no real reason, stop. <laughs> like, that's all I can say, stop. If you don't like something about a game, express your criticisms, but you don't have to go to levels like this, where you're telling people to, to kill themselves. It's, it's awful. It really is awful. So... That's all I gotta say about that. We're gonna move on from the darker portion of the podcast and talk about something that I know everyone loves. Madden. Exclamation point poodoo, please. Um, <laughs> Madden. The hashtag fix Madden franchise was trending uh, last weekend after the developer of the series EA Sports put out a statement talking about the new things that are coming to the franchise, including Snoop Dogg being in the game, uh, a more expanded single-player mode that no one really wants, and uh, a few other, There's going to be like a new uh, wild-card playoff round in it. And to be honest, and I agree with this article, these just, like, reading what's new about the game just feels like a, a patch note. Like, hey, we're patching in this, or expanding this, you know? Um, so, people have obviously had their criticisms criticisms about this, and the um, executive producer named Sean Grady came out with a statement on Twitter. Let's listen. Hey, Madden franchise community. I'm Sean Grady. I'm the executive producer for Madden NFL. And Mad on behalf of the Den. entire Madden development team, 
We wanted to it's reach out to say, we see your fixed Madden franchise tweets and we understand your frustration. Now, the franchise community is critically important to us and we appreciate, of course, your passion for Madden NFL. We're reading your feedback and we clearly understand that you want more. We've seen your requests for details around what the franchise community can expect moving forward. And while I don't have a lot of details I can share with you right now, I can tell you that today, our team is actively working on bolstering plans to support franchise in Madden NFL 21 and beyond. The development team is collectively right now working from home to prepare Madden NFL 21 for launch on August 28th. But we're also committed to providing updates to you on our thoughts and plans around franchise moving forward before the game launches. So again, thank you for all the passion and the feedback that you bring. For those of you that are going to participate in the closed beta, we look forward to more feedback later this weekend. Thank you. So, no specifics given. Um, he said that they've heard the feedback and criticism, but it's not like he said that they're specifically going to uh, do anything about it. I think some of the main criticisms for Madden from myself is the scripted moments in this game are terrible, the physics in the game are all over the place, and there's just like, th th like the X Factor stuff is broken, and there's, like, the game is just so dumb. It's just, it's a really poorly built game. And I feel like it would be better for the series as a whole to make one game, call it Madden Forever, update that game with roster updates and et cetera, et cetera, for the next generation. We'll do, we'll do Madden Next Gen, right? That'll be the name of the game, right? Continually update that single game with free updates. You can still have your stupid franchise mode and ultimate team mode, right? Where you, you that because that's where they make most of their money, anyways. Um, and you can just continue improving the game, listening to people, updating rosters, etc., etc., etc. It makes no sense that Madden has to do a yearly yearly release. They have to release a new game for sixty dollars, and by the time PS Five comes around, games will probably start being seventy dollars. Okay. It makes no sense that this is a yearly franchise that still has the same problems every single year. And it makes no sense that people keep buying it. And I know I was one of those people. Hell, Madden 20 is a game that I bought, okay? Because it looked like they had improved things. But in the end, once I played it, I was like, I'm out. This, I had, me and Greedy, we had to sell the game because it was bringing out that, some strange gamer rage that I had forgotten about. And it's just so... It's just so stupid how far down the drain the Madden franchise has gone, yet people still buy it in the millions, right? So, like I said, it's there. the guy was saying, Sean was saying that we've seen your criticism and your feedbacks, but he's like, are, he didn't say anything about fixing anything about the game. He didn't say anything about, oh, the you know, we're going to detail all the the new enhancements you're going to make to the physics and to the you know the the ball handling and then the each player and blah 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 blah. they didn't he didn't he didn't say anything about that all he said was we're working on it and it's going to be coming out in august it was almost like this was this was a a, a, uh, a commercial for the game that's literally all it felt like it just felt like an advertisement for the game like saying oh it's going to be good we're we're doing things to it like, what things? I swear to God, if there is Madden 20 assets still in this game like they were for Madden 20, where they had Madden 19 logos in the stadiums, 
I don't know what to say. It's just, it's one of those things that's like, I've, we've been dealing with the same crap for years now. Ever since the new generation of consoles came around, the Madden franchise is like flatlined and then done a deep dive, a nosedive, I should say, into the ground. And I, I really don't know what's going to happen to this franchise as we head into the new year and the new generation. And I've already said that if you don't buy the game digitally, you can't f upgrade your game for free with the disc version onto the PS5. And that's just... Just, just look at that. That's greedy tactics right there. And we all know EA just wants that money. The funny thing is that like EA's development cycles and their their game studios, they've actually been doing a lot of good work. Respawn Entertainment put out some good games this past few years with Titanfall 2, Apex Legends, and the Star Wars game. And now they're going to be coming out with Star Wars Squadrons, which looks pretty good. They kind of, EA has been kind of turning it around, but then they fall back so hardcore with stuff like this and FIFA and stuff like that. It's just so weird. It's so weird, and I really was hoping that they were going to say something, anything during this statement that goes like, don't worry, guys, we are working so hard on the physics and stuff like that. But instead, they're, they're working on franchise mode? And they're probably, they probably were going to be like, oh, my oh, God, look at them big old bitties. Jesus. Thank you for the hundred biddies gritty waffles. He says, fuck Madden. I don't know why I didn't read that. Maybe because there was an expletive in there. So yeah, no matter how pretty they make these screenshots, I doubt the game's going to actually look like this. Oh, look, are they bringing back weather in the game? That's something that we haven't really seen in the past few years. Can't even make the field snowy anymore. Yeah, it's just, it's all, it's all weird. Um, the last good Madden game was like 08 or 09, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty bad. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to PlayStation fans are worried about Microsoft buying Warner Brothers gaming division. So Greedy actually sent me an article similar to this one. Um, so Microsoft is in talks with Warner Brothers in buying the game studios. So, uh, with the, with WB Games, WB Games has Rocksteady, who made the Batman franchise, the Arkham games, and they also have NetherRealm, which is, of course, the Mortal Kombat, um, the Mortal Kombat, um, franchise. Greedy doesn't remember sending me an article. Well, let's go to our DMs. Share a tweet. Uh, maybe it wasn't here. I don't remember where it was. I swear you said you, you sent it to me. Eh, maybe it was in Discord. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, but anyways, so the the game, so it's official that the WB Gaming Division is up for sale right now, and they're trying to sell it for four billion dollars. So companies that are looking into buying it are, of course, Microsoft, Take Two Interactive, EA Games, and Activision Blizzard. Who would be the best development, the best studio to buy WB? And I actually think it might be Microsoft. Because EA is going to be greedy, as we all know. EA sucks things dry. Even though they've been doing better, like I just said, I still don't trust them with stuff like Rocksteady and NetherRealm because those two development teams are amazing. <laughs> Take-Two Interactive wouldn't be bad. And Activision Blizzard probably would be kind of bad. But I think Microsoft would be okay. I don't think that I don't think they'd be able to make anything console exclusive. Um, 
but that that's yet to be seen. So in this article, they say that properties like Batman and Harry Potter would be retained by Warner Brothers, um, but there's also the possibility of some kind of licensing agreement being arranged where the new owner would be able to continue making games based on those brands in return for royalties. Activision would probably kill off WB like the Transformers franchise. Well, same thing with EA. EA would probably be like, oh, this game didn't sell too good? Okay, you're done. <laughs> so, like I said, I think Microsoft might be the best place to put it because there's a lot of new developers, there's a lot of developers now under Microsoft's wing and they've been making good stuff. Um, even though, like, I, I wouldn't say that Gears 5 or Gears Tactics are, like, groundbreaking great games, but they're competent, they were fun, um, and there's a lot of other studios like Double Fine and stuff like that that are under Microsoft right now who are, who have things in the works that look really good. Now, there's also the other end of that spectrum where it's like, well, they took Ninja Theory, who was a developer who made, um, Senua's Sacrifice, and instead of making Senua's Sacrifice 2 solely, they also had them make Bleeding Edge? which is a multiplayer hero, hero brawler, which was not very good. I don't know, it's, it's one of those double-edged sword type things with any studio, really. WB Studios to EA. We are gonna make a fun, reliable Batman game. EA, get out. So that's, that's what's happening in that realm of things. Um, like I think I mentioned on a previous podcast, so far Rocksteady hasn't revealed what their new Batman or any, any time of game, type of game is, but with the DC fandom coming up, um, they're said to be announcing what they've been working on. So whether it's a Suicide Squad type first person shooter type thing, um, a new Batman Arkham game, or a new IP entirely like Superman or something like that, we'll have to wait and see. All right, guys, it's time for... It's time for a giveaway of Ferret Biscuits. Now, as you guys may or may not have heard, I am doing a... And be like uh, um, a end all for the ferret biscuits. Now it's not going to end the biscuits entirely, but I'm going to reset the biscuits after the the after we do a big giveaway, which is going to be a twenty five or twenty dollar Steam gift card for Steam to the person with the most biscuits. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to ask you guys a question, and whoever answers it right will win. Um, the the they will win the giveaway to per se so we're giving away ten thousand ferret biscuits right now and i'm going to ask the question in the giveaway so that everyone sees it at the same time actually no i'm gonna i'm gonna um actually i'll just say it and i'll just wait for people to reply and i'll just see who comes up first so on the twitch channel it's been around for a little while now guys what was the first game that we streamed? Take your time, think about it, but the first person who answers correctly will win 10,000 Ferret Biscuits, and that's a good chunk of change, especially for people who have been losing their biscuits like water through your hands. First game we streamed on Twitch, on this channel. And as you guys think about that, and I'll actually put this up on the screen so you know the order that it comes in. Mafia Definitive Edition has been delayed until late September. Devil May Cry 5 is not correct. If you thought we had coming out of this... Okay, so um, Mafia Definitive Edition was supposed to be uh, released. I think it was um, the 22nd of July. And now it's officially being delayed to the 25th of September, 2020. 
Um, developer Hangar13 came out the, on the Twitter and said, It is not Rock of Ages. Think earlier. Um, they came out on, on Twitter and said, Though we'd originally planned to release the game one month earlier on the 28th of August, finalizing everything in time for that launch date has become increasingly challenging due to the ongoing global COVID-19 pandemic. And the last thing we want to do is compromise the quality of that experience. Hangar 13 goes on the state that is committed to creating a worthy remake of the 2002 classic, with many members of the team cited with working on the original title. So, the, the people who bought the trilogy of these of the of the three mafia games, thinking that it was going to come out, you know, right away, um, you're kind of getting burned here. And I think they should really give those people some um, some uh, you know stuff for free because of that. Waffles, you need to think earlier, not later. Um, so that's just that. I, there's, I mean, obviously, with everything going on right now, it's you know, it it was inevitable that something like this was going to happen to a game, especially like this, and especially with all the criticisms that came out about the Mafia Two Definitive Edition type thing that came out. Um, people were not happy with that, and maybe they looked at their final product that they were going to release this month and were like, maybe we should hold on on that Scoob. So. <laughs> so yeah, um, obviously this is a good thing. Um, it's kind of, it's also kind of a bad thing because it's it's because of the pandemic that this is happening. But it's also a good thing because it gives them more time to cook it in the oven. All right, no one has answered correctly. Um, I'll give you guys uh, some more chances here, uh, but you gotta think back to when we originally were going to stream on Twitch. What game was I playing? There's actually I think a clip of it on my channel. Alright, so EVO 2020 has officially been cancelled. Now, before, and I've talked about this before, they cancelled the live event. Like, you know, they were going to have, like, a physical event on on um, EVO, uh, like, the, on the internet. And the games that were lined up were Smash Brothers Ultimate, Under the Night, Birth, XE, Later, Control, R, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Samurai Showdown, Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, Soul Calibur 6, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus and Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Um, cooking Simulator, no. Frogger, you're close. Um, so, uh, the CEO... Okay, so EVO 2020's online replacement tournament has officially been cancelled. Um, the CEO named Joey Siliar... Is no longer involved in the event after serious allegations of sexual misconduct came out. Tony Cannon will now be replacing him for the role. So below is a official statement from the tournament's Twitter account. So it says, Over the past 24 hours in response to serious allegations recently made public on Twitter, we have made the first of a series of important decisions regarding the future of our company. Effective immediately, Joey Seliar Selyar will no longer be involved with Evo in any capacity. We are currently working towards his complete separation from the company, and we relieved him of all his responsibilities. <clears throat> Going forward, Tony Cannon will act as CEO. In this position, he will take a leadership role in prioritizing greater account accountability across Evo, both internally and at our events. Progress doesn't happen overnight or without the bravery of those who speak up against misconduct and injustice. We are shocked and saddened by these events, but we are listening and committed to making every change that will be necessary in making EVO a better model for the stronger, safer culture we all seek. 
As a result, we will be canceling EVO Online and will work to issue refunds for all players who choose to purchase a badge. We will donate the equivalent of the proceeds as promised to Project Hope. And as you know, they refunded all tickets for the event. Um, and uh, I guess hotel and stuff like that, you're booking for hotels. I don't know if they can refund you for those, but maybe they are. Uh, it doesn't say here. So, um, Selyar came out on Twitter and said, I'm sorry, I never meant to hurt anyone. I was young, reckless, and did things I'm not proud of. I have been growing and maturing over the past 20 years, but that doesn't excuse anything. All I have been trying to do is become a better person. Once again, I'm truly sorry. So, yeah. Uh, kind of sad to see that go, but, um, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, it happens. <laughs> you know, it's been happening a lot lately, too. Uh, it's not Arkham Origins. It is Enter the Gungeon was our first uh, game that we streamed on the channel. It was a test stream before Frogger. Test stream before Frogger. Alright. Because Frogger was through the PS2 and I didn't have the setup for that. I was testing the setup for that with the, the Frogger stuff. But before that I had done a test of Enter the Gungeon on Twitch on this channel. So no one gets the 10k. How sad. <clears throat> Alright, so Ubisoft has announced a 100-player Battle Royale game called Hyperscrape coming to the PS4. Let's peep this out. I like the soundtrack. Oh, that was Notre Dame! The design of the game kind of reminds me of um, Black Ops 3 mixed with like uh, that Valorant game. Maybe a little bit of Overwatch in here too, huh? It's kind of a mix of a few different things. It looks like you pick up guns that are floating in the air, kind of old style. Old school style. Looks like you can create your own, or maybe you can revive teammates who, are, who died. Which has now become a staple of Battle Royale. Since, um... I think, uh, didn't Modern Warfare start that? Or was it, um... I don't remember. Apex. Apex started that. I think it looks... I mean, it looks kind of cool. Can't lie. It does look kind of cool. Hyperspace. Coming soon to console. So it's not going to be exclusive to, um, PlayStation. So, it's a free-to-play, it's going to be free-to-play, which is kind of cool. Hopefully it works, all works out. Free-to-play, 100-player online first-person shooter. Um, if you want to check out Action, there is a Twitch channel that's streaming it probably right now. Um, it appears to be focused heavily on futuristic tech and verticality through the city of Neo Arcadia. You'll start each match with just a melee weapon with guns procured on-site and landmarks housing the most sought-after loot. Hacks act as perks and grant certain skills designed around offense, defense, and movement. Two can be held at any one time, as well as the same number of weapons. Hyperscrape appears to, to stick to the tried-and-true formula of successful Battle Royale title. Um, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting, but, uh, you know, looks cool, but people will ruin it like every Battle Royale. Maybe, maybe. Enter the Gungeon, I'm not even sure I was there. Nope, uh, there was probably only two people at the actual stream. 
Um, but I do remember there being a clip of it. Maybe I was testing clips. Maybe I deleted it. I might have deleted it. How you check clips. Uh, you go to the clip channel and you do all time. I also post, I sent you a link in the uh, favorite yummy clips as well to go to that. Back when you were asking about how to do that. Alright, big news. Also in the Nintendo Skate landscape, Donkey Kong Country is coming onto the Switch Online SNES library next week, which is pretty freaking amazing. I remember playing this game on my Game Boy Color when I was a kid, and it was one of my favorite games ever. And it probably still is. I do want to replay the game, of course. So, Donkey Kong Country, armed with a chest-pounding muscle... <laughs> with chest-pounding muscle, mighty barrel rolls, and awesome vine-swinging skills, Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong set out to face their adversaries, K. Rule, and his reptilian, <laughs> reptilian crew of Kremlings. Play solo, compete with a friend, or play cooperative with over 100 levels filled with collectibles and hidden bonus levels. Um, also, you're going to be getting Natsumi Championship Wrestling and The Immortal. Uh, the wrestling game speaks for its... I mean, it, it, do I really need to read the description? 12 wrestlers bring the pain, robust grappling system, over 50 moves, uh, most realistic wrestling action of the 16-bit era. And the immortal is, grab your wizard's pack and let your quest unfold as you explore the labyrinth of eternity. Del delve into the dungeon's depths to uncover the mysteries of the ancient ruins. Your teacher, Mardamir, awaits below. So this, I mean, Donkey Kong Country is actually a rare developed game, but it looks like they've actually taken the rare logo off of the box art. I'm not sure what company that is, um, but that's definitely not the rare rare symbol that we know and love. Um, so maybe they bought the license or they, they got full rights to the game. I don't know exactly. But uh, maybe this is a maybe this is a door opening for games like Donkey Kong 64 and Banjo Kazooie and Conker's Bad Fur Day to come to the um, Nintendo you know classic games list in the future. Hopefully that I mean that'd be pretty cool. I I mean I would I would love that. Like I said, Donkey Kong Country is one of those games that I played a lot when I was on when I was playing around with the Game Boy Color. Yeah. It was actually the first game that I got on the Game Boy Color. And it's one of the only games I really played on that system. I mean, there was a few here and there that I would swap it out with, like, with Pokemon Red. Um, and I also had, um... I, mean, I, don't, I don't even remember the other games I had, because I, all I remember is playing this, you know? So I'm definitely going to check that out, and maybe I'll put it on the games to stream list. Hmm? Maybe. So that's cool news. Cool news. Also, uh, Shadow Warrior 3 was revealed before the Devolver Digital event. So I don't know why they did this exactly, but the developers came out and said, Hey, here's Shadow Warrior 3. Check it out. What are you doing in my swamp? Whoa! Retro Fellow has just resubbed. What? Whoa! Seven month resub. Thank you so much, fellow. Hey, hey Vern. How's my favorite agent doing? Yes, thank sir. you so much. On my way to the reveal trailer right now. <laughs> so hyped to be working with the hogs again. Such a talented group of nerds. Sure, <laughs> Devolver. Nice. Overrated. 
But they pay the bills, so what do I care, right? Oh, the tech is outstanding. I mean, check out these forearms. Freaking stunning. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 Vern. These marketing suits want this in one freaking take, so I got a boogie. Yeah, yes, I, I will make sure they see the grappling hook. I gotta go. <laughs> All right, ciao. And they're keeping with the same kind of uh, comedy that's in the Shadow Warrior games. Hey. <laughs> oh, baby. Kind of like Bulletstorm in that aspect, and there he just pulled that guy's spine out. Bring it. Looks like they're um, implementing some like special moves. I'll see you in the gameplay reveal, <laughs> Okay, so that so they've they've revealed that there is going to be a game, but they did not reveal the like gameplay or anything like that. So we'll definitely be watching the uh, Devolver Digital event to see more that's awesome i love this i love the shadow warrior games shadow warrior 2 was like shadow warrior 1's like a more tight-knit like you know single player experience um it still has good comedy and it. it has a lot of like little special things you can do in it the sword play is pretty fun and then shadow warrior 2 came around and said okay we're timing we're timing this by a hundred they made it open world they had enemies that scale to your level um, they have so many different weapons and stuff that you can get, and upgrade tree and bosses to fight. It was a really good game, a really, really good game. It had a few bugs here and there, but it was a really good game. And I'm really excited for this, Shadow Warrior 3. So we'll we'll probably see more about it um, in the Devolver Digital event that's happening. Um, and that's going to be pretty, pretty awesome. So I'm really excited for that. I hope you guys are too. Like I said, there's a few things that you can see there. Like there's the grappling hooky mechanic, of course. But there was also like a like almost like a force push thing, like where you would kick someone into spikes. So maybe they're gonna implement some sort of like system where you get more XP, kind of like in Bulletstorm, where if you do a certain kill or you, you know, something like that, you you'll get extra points. It's hard to say right now, but it's looking really cool. Looking really cool. Um, do I do I hope that they go back to more of like a single player, you know, kind of thing? A little bit. But I, I was I was okay with the uh, open world aspect of the game. You know, it, it really, really fun, really fun game. So I will I will wait to see more of that in the near future. Now they didn't say that if it was going to be on the PS5 or PS4 or both or Xbox One or Xbox Series X. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Anyways, welcome, fellow. Thank you for the seven months resub. When you are around next time. Remind me for the redemption for you if you want a synth beat a synth song if you want a Drawing a free drawing or if you want a free karaoke Let me know when you're in the stream next time and I will surely do that for you, but for right now fellow I don't know. I don't know how I muted. I don't know how I muted that was weird That's really weird Ooh.
Eh, that's okay. I said thank you through the whole thing, if you didn't hear. Um, well, I guess you guys did hear, because you, you spammed. I don't know what happened. I don't even know how how that happened. I wasn't even playing around with it. Eh, whatever. So, like I was saying, um... Oh, man. So, <laughs> new episode of Stream Tier Games List came out uh, Monday. If you want to check that out for Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, don't hate me, people who love Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, and then also today we put out a new clip compilation for Shrek Super Slam. So if you want to check that out, you can if you want. Let's move on with the show. Really, the rest of these are just like new games coming out. Um, so we're going to look into a bunch of new things that were revealed this week or this past week. So Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song will come to the PS5 and PS4 and, of course, other consoles next year. It's officially been revealed to come out next year. Let's Friends keep, let's check it out. And subjects. This video is Thank called The Invitation, by the way. We're gathered here to celebrate the unification of Boston and Hartford. One new domain. Strong, safe. No problem, fellow. What you getting? And united in upholding the masquerade. Tonight, that's the name of the game. We rewrite the story of the Boston Camarilla. Tonight, we revolutionize our blood supply. A new era is upon us. Raise your glasses with me. Out with the old, in with the new. So there's like a symbol tat uh, tattoo symbol on that Let woman. Let the party begin. Some leftover calzone? Hell yeah. <laughs> so it looks like, um... I don't even know. It looks... It looks like a bunch of people were, like, invited to this event and... I don't know. I don't know what this. I don't know. It's 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 difficult to say what happened there, but it seems like a bunch of people were invited to an event, and then the vampires came in, and fucked the place up. <laughs> so though, I mean, that cinematic looked really nice. Now, if those, if those are the, if if that's the type of gameplay and graphics we're gonna see in the game itself, that's gonna be pretty spicy, if I do say so myself. So, uh, in a um, post by the developer. Uh, they say that each character has their own vampiric disciples that will be upgraded to suit you, uh, this, to, to suit your preferred approach. Will will you choose intimidation, seduction, or self? It's your decision, provided you can keep the hunger for blood at bay. With this unique approach to gameplay, Swan Song puts the emphasis on consequence. Analyze each situation carefully, and choice, uh, the choices you make during the investigation and your social interactions with characters can have a lasting impact on the fate of your heroes' lives and the fate of Boston Carmilla. So yeah, sounds kind of interesting. I've never really, I've never played a uh, vampire masquerade game. Um, just weren't my style of game, and probably still aren't. They're a little bit more detailed, um, and like, I don't know. They're kind of. I've watched, I've watched people play the games. They're, they, they look kind of slow to me, but. You know, uh, looks kind of interesting, and uh, definitely will be checking that out when it comes out. I probably won't buy it until I, you know, see reviews or there's a price price reduction. But you know, that's just me. Throwback the vampire, oh boy. 
Uh, I hit that. Like the side of a tree on the forest of Moon of Endor. Talking about that chick. Just that chick. I don't... They didn't really even show... Ah, uh, whatever. Punisher, put your dick away. <laughs> Alright, Steel Rising is a PS5 RPG from the same developers as Greedfall. If you don't recall what Greedfall was, it was an action RPG that was... Um, I think it was kind of Souls-like in, in ways. It had uh, boss fights and stuff like that. Um, I played the first, like, part of it, um, which was, like, leaving the safety of your uh, homeland. And you, there was, it was a really open-ended, lots of side quests, lots of things to do. It was a really intricate and well-done game. I didn't get, I didn't get very far in it because I got distracted by other things. But I would recommend it to people who like RPGs and stuff like that because it's very detailed, very deep. So um, the developer is Spiders Studio. So let's go ahead and check out what their next project is. Ah, there be spiders. They won't hold me there forever. So we're seeing some, like, suits of armor. That looks like a... Uh, ooh, okay. Like something fell over on that guy. This guy's carrying a lantern. Uh, this looks like a... Kind of looks like a robot, almost. Yeah, it looks like a, maybe like a puppet? Also, Greedfall kind of has the same style as, like, um... Mass Effect and stuff like that with, like, a buddy system. Alright, there's a man. Uh, the, I mean, his clothes don't look that great, but the other graphics look pretty good. Looks like this person has, like, a bladed fan. Like a George Washington-type looking character there. So they're keeping in, like, almost the same style as Greedfall, where it's, like, a cross between, like, um, Revolutionary Times stuff. They're showing more detail on this animatronic's face. Okay, so they're all... It all looks like they're on the, all on the same team there. Steel Rising. So, uh, here's my prediction. The game is going to be a war between, like, robot animatronic type things and humans? Something like that? So, um... Yeah, I mean, it looks interesting from that little cinematic there. Obviously, it's just a tease to get you interested. Uh, they haven't said anything really about it yet. Uh, they did say that the female protagonist, protagonist of Igis will attempt to overthrow the robotic army of King Louis the... Is that... 16th? As part of a revolution to stop the violence tearing apart the streets of Paris. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot different from the last game that they made. Which was like, uh, you know, going to a foreign land colonization type game, whereas this one's like a revolutionary type game. And like I said, it still has like that same kind of style where it's in that same time period, kind of pseudo time period. So it looks kind of cool. Definitely will keep an eye out for more information on that. So I was hoping that um, our good friend P2 would be here for this one. Um, but there is a new horror game coming out from a Welsh studio called Wales Interactive, and it's called Made of Scare. Let's check this out. 18. He's streaming. 
he's gonna miss the big reveal. Did you say Welsh? Yes, sir, it is Welsh. So it looks like it's gonna be a first-person survival horror game, obviously. Inspired by Welsh folklore. So it looks like, um, you, it kind of looks like a quiet place where he's trying not to make noise. Sound-based enemies, okay. Stealth tactics. So it kind of reminds me of, like, Amnesia. Outlast mixed with Amnesia. Survival resources. Looks like there's an inventory system, kind of like uh, Resident Evil. Sonic weaponry. So maybe that grenade, like, uh, emits, like, a um, sound that will kill these creatures? Let's see. Oh, it stuns them. Okay. Fight to survive. Ooh. Looks like, I mean, it looks, uh, it looks a lot like, um, like an Outlast style. Brave the Nightmares, where you really can't fight back of the quiet ones. Do not panic. Do, don't even breathe. Coming July 28th of 2020, PS4, Xbox One, Steam. That looks really interesting. Um, can't deny that. Um, P2 definitely needs to see that trailer, especially because it's Welsh folklore? Come on. So, uh, I don't know if... Let's see what it says on Steam. Because um, it doesn't really say anything here about it. But that looks really interesting. Like It looks kind of like a mix between like Outlast, the Blair Witch game, and um, kind of like a, a Quiet Place almost. But yeah, it looks kind of cool. It definitely looks interesting. Um, comes out the 28th, which I... Th no, that's not the same day as Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, what was it called again? Made of Scare. There it is. Made of Scare. Made of Scare is a first-person survival horror set in a remote hotel with a gory and macabre-based history from British folklore. Brave the nightmares of the quiet ones. Do not panic. Don't even breathe. Um, set in 1898 and inspired by the haunting Welsh tale of Elizabeth Williams. This is a story of a family empire driven by torture, slavery, piracy, and supernatural mystery that suffocates the grounds of the hotel. Developed by Wales Interactive with a story crafted by the writing team of Tale Spinners, who've previously worked on Soma, The Bunker, and Battlefield 1. Oh, Battlefield 1! <laughs> it features 3D sound-based AI system, realistic visuals, a chilling story inspired by Welsh folklore, reimagining of famous Welsh hymns, Calan Lan, a pure heart, and Sao Gan, Welsh lullaby, and Adhir E Nos, all through the night, and spine-chilling voice of Tai Kalamaru. Um, so yeah, that looks really interesting. Like I said, I'm putting that on my wish list here, and I'll definitely check that out when it comes or when it comes around. <clears throat> All right, next up, another horror game. The Dark Pictures Anthology is adding Little Hope, uh, which will be a Halloween treat on the PS4 and uh, Xbox One. 
We've already looked at a little bit of this game, but let's check out the release date announcement trailer. So as you may or may not know, it's a group of people who are like scavengers or something like that, or abandoned, abandoned uh, people. They like to look at abandoned places. What happened? Where are we? The anthology takes a darker turn. Oh, like so it's actually going to be scary this time? Hope does have an interesting and dark history. A town with a sinister past. It's not natural. Five lost Seems souls. The won't let us go anywhere except into the center of town. No way out. So it kind of has like um. Okay, that's definitely like a Blair Witch vibe to it. What more proof is needed that the devil walks among us in little hope? There's someone else out here. Kind of maybe more like um. Oh, what's that? The witch. The choices you make. What do we do? We'll echo through time. What the hell is that? And decide your fate. So maybe uh, you go back and forth between time. Maybe it's like one of those types of games. Kind of reminds me of a book I read in high school. Single player experience. Two player online shared story. Two to five player offline. Dark Pictures Anthology. Little Hope. Available the 30th of October, 2020. So, okay, here's my problem with the Dark Pictures Anthology so far. The last game was a giant tease. Nothing was actually happening. It wasn't that scary. Not like um, their original game which was uh, Until Dawn, which was actually a pretty cool game. It was interesting. It was it kind of, you know, the first playthrough was really awesome. Whereas the first playthrough of Madame Madan was just so boring and full of nothing. It was just like, it was horrible acting throughout it. It's horrible facial animation, stuff like that. Hopefully with this game, they've learned their lesson a little bit. I mean, even though Madame Madan has mostly positive reviews, my criticism were, are my personal opinion. But it was just, I, I think that this game has more promise than the last game um, but it could still be like one of those things where it's like oh it's not actually happening it's all in your head kind of like that gorilla song but uh interesting if you're interested in that like i said it's coming out the 30th of october and i believe it's 40 dollars uh it doesn't say the price on here obviously why would they say the price on there let's see what the amazon says amazon says oh dang you can Pre-order for eighteen seventy-eight. Oh, that's Man of Madan. <laughs> why would they? Do oh, why would they link Little Hope? That's so weird. Hey, thank you for the host, Retro Fellow. I was like, holy shit, that's actually a good deal. And then I was like, oh, it's Man of Madan. Little Hope. It says it right there. Little Hope. It doesn't even show up. I'm guessing it's going to be $30 then, since the last one was $30 as well. Alright, fuck that. Alright, moving on. Yeah, as soon as fellow hosts me, I mess up a news article. God damn, it's a joke. Carto, let's talk about this game. Let's you rearrange the world map on the PS4 in 2020. And this is coming from Humble Games. So let's check this out. 
So it has a very, um, kind of like a water-painted art style. This guy has lost a sheep, coming from Humble Games. And Sunhead Studios. Oh, so you, like, take parts of the map and move them to other areas so that you can move on with the story. It's kind of interesting concept. Whoa, weird. Are you a messenger too? Where's your beard? <laughs> yeah, look at that. You can, like, change the entire map. Art style is really nice. I like the art style in this. Oh, there's a bear! There's a friendly bear. Coming fall 2020. Looks like an interesting concept. Definitely something that, um, if you want to, you can look out for. Um, as seen in a trailer, a major part of the gameplay revolves around you changing the map. You can select a tile and move it or rotate it, and that change will reflect within the game itself. You'll be able to use this mechanic to solve all sorts of puzzles and look at, and it looks like a cool concept as well. So yeah, looks looks pretty cool. Um, definitely uh, an interesting uh, interesting game. Also, congratulations to Fellow for being invited to join the G Fuel Twitch team. That's pretty awesome. I don't know about you guys, but that's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, next up is um. Recomp Recompile? Recompile, which is a Metroidvania which will be coming to the next generation of consoles. Let's peep this out. Whoa! Uh-oh! Ruh-roh-reggy! Welcome player two raiding with a party of seven? Seven? What is up? Raiders, Mrs. Scyther, RTP Gaming. What are you doing in my swamp? Vex exists just subscribed to the channel. Oh my god. Thank you for the for the sub Vex exists. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Player two, Vex, Mrs. Scyther, RTP Gaming, thank you so much. I'm distracted. I'm supposed to be watching this trailer, guys. What are you doing? Welcome, 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 welcome in. Let's, I want to watch the rest of this, but... Uh, oh my gosh, thank you so much for the raid and for the sub. Um, Vex, next stream that you come to, let me know what you want. I'm not going to do it during the podcast stream. Um, but you, can, you get a free karaoke, a free synth song, or... A free drawing on the whiteboard if you would like. So let me know what you would like next time you're around. You stupid noob! Thank you for the follow, RTP Gaming. Thank you so much. And you got handsome Squidward. To Vex exists for the subscription. Oh my god. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. I really, really do. How is everyone doing today? Hope you're all doing well. I am doing pretty good. Yeah, um, P2, you missed a game that was made by a Welsh company. Um, it's a horror game, so you probably won't won't want to play it. But um, it was called... Uh, oops. Not downloads. I knew I, sh I, I should have waited like a, a, a minute longer. 
Made of Scare. Made of Scare. Should we watch it again for P2? Yeah, let's watch it again for P2. Here we go. Peggy 18. Let's watch this for P2. There we go. You may notice uh you, you may recognize some uh Welsh um hymns that are remade for this game. Inspired by Welsh folklore P2. It's got like a Outlast slash Amnesia slash Quiet Place slash Blair Witch kind of vibe to it. It's Kalon Lan. You know the song, see? Welsh history, or not history, <laughs> Welsh folklore. And that Welsh hymns. There's also a few other songs as well. But yeah, there's uh, like a little gizmo to um, stun enemies. They slowed it down to make it cre yeah, creepy. There you go. That's the number one rule of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Don't even breathe. July 28th, P2. July 28th, coming to Steam. Coming to Steam. So that's called uh, Made of Scare. So there we go. Once again, thank you, P2, for the raid. Welcome, everyone, from the raid. I'm, of course, Yami the Ferret. We do a podcast every Wednesday, and I play any game that gets voted on in my Discord. I have a list of games that I want to play that's in my backlog, and the people of my Discord vote on the games. Uh, next game we're going to be playing is Terminator Resistance. Terminator Resistance. But yeah, Wednesdays is podcast days. Um, so, uh, this game... Um, looked looked good? Uh, I don't know. I didn't even, I didn't even watch it. Um, so let's go ahead and X that out. PT will shat himself even more now. <laughs> um, like I said, Vex, if you want to let me know what free... Excuse me, what free redemption you want. Um, there's the drawing redemption for a free drawing on the whiteboard. Uh, there's a karaoke redemption where I'll sing any song you want in karaoke form. And there's also a new synth music, like a minute-long synth song that I custom make for you on stream... Um, so let me know which one of those you want for for, for we, and uh, we'll do that next stream that you're around. Um, but I do really appreciate the subscription. Alright, so we got uh, three more games to look at here. So this one's called Adventures of Chris, and it's coming to the Switch. And I'm not sure what else, but let's check this out. Nineteen ninety-five. The last hero is dead. Guys, we're out of water, which means the podcast has to end soon. Who will rise the fight? A new global threat. Hi, I'm Chris. What are y'all up to? 
kind of a weird, uh... Oh. <laughs> so he, he inflated himself to, uh... Oh my god. You can inflate yourself to... Um, float and get to higher places. Oh, but you can't die on spikes. An unlikely hero must rise the challenge. This is a uh, really weird bully by nightmarish supervillains. He must soar around the world to unlock his true power. Oh wow, you eat cookies like coins. Looks like he has a fireball, fire fist power. Adventures of Chris. So it's coming to the Nintendo Switch exclusively. Interesting. Um, I, as a person who was in was this age back in the 90s... Well, I guess I wasn't this age back in the 90s. But, uh, I mean, it, it's kind of... Um, I mean, just this sequence right here just... I don't know, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't know about you guys. That kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like, fat kid with asthma. Like, funny? I don't know. So, set in the greatest year ever, 1995, Chris is kidnapped, mocked, and transformed into a balloon, but manages to escape by floating off on a global adventure. Driven by determination, superpowers such as fireballs, and the most importantly, cookies. I don't like, I don't like this. This kind of this really rubs me the wrong way. They're just they're just poking fun fun at uh, bigger kids. Yeah, I'm gonna move past this. I'm I'm not liking that. Let's go on to something else. Worms Rumble is a new game in the Worms series coming from Team Seventeen, and it's a battle royale. Product not yet rated. You heard me right. It's a battle royale. Welcome back, Coco. So they're taking away the turn-based strategy, and they're making it just a battle royale. I think it's going to be a third-person or something type game. Or maybe it's still going to be 2D. The worms are back in frantic real-time combat. So yeah, it looks like it's still going to be a 2D action game, but it's a battle royale style where you fight against multiple people, and the last person standing, of course, wins. So it's going to be 32 players cross-play. I thought they were going to say more. They didn't say any more about it. They're like, 32 players. Customize your worm. That one was doing the floss dance. So it looks like it still has, like, the worm's gadgets you're used to. But it looks like there's more emphasis on the weapons. So there's deathmatch and battle royale modes. Last worm standing. Oh, Coco doesn't thank me for welcoming me back. I see how it is. Coming 2020, so it's, they're saying it's going to come out this year. Didn't say if it was going to be free to play or anything like that. Oh, it's a holy hand grenade. Look at that. Um, doesn't say if it's going to be free-to-play. It's been announced for PS5 and PS4. It's not going to be turn-based anymore. Um, yeah, no information on whether, what, what, what exactly it's going to be. Um, 
But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's really my thing. I like the Worm series. Don't get me wrong, but I think the turn-based strategy side of the series was a lot of fun. It reminded it reminded me of the old days back in high school playing this game on some guy's iPad. You know, um, but uh, this is definitely different. It's uh, you know, it's uh, I don't know if it was. I mean, I don't know if this is the best idea for the the way the series should go. But I'm not a big smart developer man so yes yeah, 2d uh 2d battle royale so it's not like fortnite or anything like that but it is still kind of like fortnite with battle royale and finally we have waifu uncovered which is coming to the nintendo switch it's a bullet hell with boobies i picked this one out specifically for the weebs in the chat waifu uncovered so oh man okay all right, it's one of those. Okay, okay. All right, it's one of those types of games where you take off the clothes as you go through it. <laughs> it is a bullet hell, though. Nothing too special in the graphics department. Oh, some underboob there. Close your eyes, Coco. Co-op multiplayer. Goth girl, big titty goth girl. <laughs> What the heck is that? High quality artwork. Discover eight beautiful hand-drawn images. Oh man. This seems like something that should be on Steam. Under the hentai category. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Waifu uncovered. Hand One hand free studios. Oh boy, oh boy. Alright, let's see what what's oh boy. So it's it's literally just a still image in the background with bullet hell going on around it or in front of it. And I'm guessing that the farther you go, the more clothes they take off. Specifically for all you anime fans out there. It's described as sexy and naughty. Waifu Uncovered mixes bullet hell action with a lighthearted story in which you derobe one of eight beautiful females by blasting away their virus infected clothing. Solo and co-op player are included, and there's a range of different ships to use, each offering a unique style. There's even a one-finger mode for when, and we quote, you're busy with other things, as well as a censorship unlock system. Will you be downloading this one? Uh, <laughs> probably not. So, this is coming exclusively to the Nintendo eShop. That's... That's crazy! <laughs> Check off with your friends! So there you go. Um, yeah, I think a Horny Jail got just got blown up by uh, Punisher. Um, so there you go. Uh, anyone interested in that? Uh, go ahead and check that out. Uh, who's your favorite out of the eight? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's uh, it's interesting. Um, after playing a hentai game myself for the channel, um. These games are not high quality, and they steal from other games. This one's a little bit different than most of them because it's a bullet hell and you shoot viruses. Um, so yeah, that's uh, yeah. There you go. Perfect for Callus and Punisher and Tim. There you go. Okie dokie. So that's all. That's all that. Um, thank you everyone who came to the stream today for the podcast. I thought it was going to be a little bit. Um, less time consuming but it still still was you know 
Um, so yeah, if you guys want to check out the YouTube stuff, I uploaded uh, Shrek Super Slam clip compilation today and Assassin's Creed stream games tier list on Monday. Nothing else really planned for this week, um, just uh, some streams of Terminator Resistance. Thank you once again to Player2 for the raid. Vex exists for the... and a Retro Fellow for the subs. Uh, also, Retro Fellow for the host. RTP Gaming for the follow and Greedy Waffles for the 100 bits. Really appreciate that. Also, thank you to everyone who came to the stream today, including, but not limited to, Coco Gamer, Greedy Waffles, Punisher, uh, Player2, Vex exists, RTP Gaming, Marie, um... Fellow, um, and Mrs. Scyther. I think that was everyone, right? If I missed your name, I do apologize. I don't mean to miss your name. It's just my little ferret brain. And also, thank you to anyone who's currently lurking in the stream as well. I do appreciate that too. Don't you worry. All right, let's go ahead and find someone to raid ourselves. Ooh, let's do the raid. If you guys want to check out those new sound commands, we got some new sound commands in the chat. So we got Odom doing art. We have we rate we raided your girl Bex last time. Uh, we also have Siphane, who we haven't even introduced ourselves to yet, but I followed him because he's doing a blind playthrough of Dark Souls. Uh, Casper Sight, who we raided recently. What do you guys think? Or we could also do someone here. We have Jack Jackie O'Lantern playing Dead by Daylight. Antagonizer 2000 playing Dark... Oh boy, Dark Pictures and... I can't even speak. Um... Let's see what Siphane's doing. We haven't we haven't actually Nope. Add. Hold on. Speaking, what is that? We gotta wait for the ad. 20 second ad. Oh my god. <laughs> so uh this uh the the recorded um sorry. The audio version of this podcast will be and the VOD version of this podcast will be available Friday on both YouTube, the official Ferret 64 YouTube channel. And also any podcast platform you can think of. Um, so that'd be interesting if you want to check that out. Looks like he's... Oh, okay. He's he's facing this boss. This is one that you have to like go around him and kill something else before you kill the boss. So yeah, we're going to go ahead and um, raid... Do you guys want to raid this guy or do you want to raid someone else? It's up to you guys. I'm going to let you guys decide. We can raid any of these people in my list. And if no one says anything, we'll just go with this guy. <laughs> we can raid him. Alright, raid Siphane. Um, the hashtag is hashtag ferret raid for the raid if you want to join. If you have the yummy emotes, make sure you spam some yummy hard in the chat. Uh, and if you want to, you can check out his content. Looks like uh, he's just, he's like I said, he's doing a blind playthrough of Dark Souls right now. I'm not sure what else he does. I haven't really checked him out myself. But I do know he's a friend of Odom's, so I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay, like I said, thank you to everyone who fall um, who came to the to the podcast today. Really appreciate it. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna have to update my end screen now to add a few people for the subscriptions like Vex and Hero Next Hero. 
But I do appreciate everyone for coming around. I'm Yui the Ferret, and I am out of here. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye! <laughs>